When you were playing that record, what were you thinking? Hello and welcome back to a new episode of Take 25. I am your host, Luke Urban. Here at Take 25, I have conversations with other creatives. They all have one thing in common. They are all connected to Arkansas in some way. So if you're new here, welcome. I ask that you consider subscribing or following this, depending on if you're listening or watching this episode. Um, We're going to try to get new episodes out every Tuesday if possible, or at least that's my goal. Um, But we do have a few episodes out already, so if you're new here, there are plenty of episodes to catch up on, and I've got more scheduled throughout the year, so welcome, welcome, welcome. So before we get into this, I am also working on getting social accounts created. I have everything created, um, I just haven't really made those public yet, so be on the lookout for that, Um, especially if you are a regular listener, I will start linking those here in the nearby future. I'm working on getting more official branding for the show. So once I get all of that complete, um, expect some updates and I'll start doing a lot more on social. And I, I know I've mentioned this before, I do want to get a proper web page or some sort of form where if you have listened and you want to be a guest, you can reach out to me if we're not connected already. So let's get into this episode. In today's episode, I am joined with Jonah Stone. Jonah is the founder of Lucky Pin Productions, and he is a filmmaker. We're diving, continuing to dive into the world of film here in Arkansas, and this was a really fun episode. I learned a lot. Um, we dive into, you know, once again, kind of a homeschool environment and what led to the passion for making films and just the overall process, what it's like to start a business and and find the community and uh, get the support you need. So uh, if you're an aspiring filmmaker, I think you'll really enjoy this episode. So let's just go right into it. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation with myself and Jonah. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much uh, for joining. Um, So I know we've been chatting a little bit. um, So some of these may be repeat questions and I apologize, but uh, this will be good for the listeners. So uh, the one thing I like to start off with is how are you connected to Arkansas? Oh, well, I've been, I was born in Fort Smith, Arkansas. I, I've lived in Greenwood pretty much my entire life. I now live in Fort Smith, but I've lived here my entire life. I've known the people, it, you know, it's, it's everything I've known pretty much forever. I've never lived anywhere else. So, um, it, I mean, it's pretty much home and I'm hoping to have it be my main location for filming interesting um we'll probably dive into this a little bit later i'm gonna i'll have a follow-up question on that for sure yeah um because i'm really fascinated by that because i grew up in a very small town i grew up in southern arkansas Mm -hmm. so it's such a weird dynamic especially being a creative um it was one of those like we were ready to get out of there right you know and, and as i'm now that i'm older and with a family i've always like you know, I guess kind of think of like those hometown things of like, if you make it in any way and you can give back, like would I go back and give back to that hometown? So interesting. We may dive into that later. Um, that's cool. So yeah, I, I'm like the one-off because like I'm not originally from here. Um, right. My family is is like from here, but um, I was just born elsewhere and then we just kind of re- relocated back here. Right. So I, I've lived in a couple of states, but the bulk of my life has been here in Arkansas. That's cool. So so kind of growing up, um, were you very creative growing up? Like, did you work on anything? Um, were you kind of like an entrepreneurial mindset and try to go do stuff or tinker with things? 
Uh, I was always pretty much a, a bit of an entrepreneur, but I never really knew how to actually like get anything done. It was more or less like building stuff with Legos yeah. and I'd, I'd buy a box of, of Legos and not look at the instructions at all, just create whatever I wanted to. Um, so I was always in, in that kind of stuff. I never really saw myself as really a, a creative person necessarily. Um, but kind of growing up, I now look back at everything and I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I, I had a lot more creativity than I gave myself because um, I know I, me and my brother, we'd always like play video games and we'd, we'd finish like the main story mm-hmm. in the game at first, like uh, most notably like Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Jack and Dexter. We would always finish those games. And then once we're done with that, I would just basically tell a story that my brother would play through. It was all made up. It was like it was like our own little version of Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. um, but it would it would basically just I'd tell a story and he would go to like one location after another and just have to do stuff. And so, kind of looking back, I've I've always really had that bit of creativity and a little bit of storytelling in me that I never even saw whenever mm-hmm. I was that young. But now I see a lot more whenever I'm I'm much older. Oh wow, that's cool. Um, that's really fascinating. Um, what about on the education front? Like, did you, did you go to college? I've not gone to college. No. Um, I was homeschooled starting from the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And since then I was trying to really look at to what I want to do. I, I've, since I was super young, I've always tried to think of that, about the future, try mm-hmm. to think about what I, what I'm going to do. And I always try to focus on that. And so I, for a very long time, I didn't really know what I want to do. Because I, I loved storytelling, I always have, but I wasn't sure how I could do anything about it. Because being in Arkansas, you know, you don't expect someone to be a producer or a director, or an actor, or a video game creator, or whatever these you know really great sounding jobs are. You expect to, you know, work a really tough blue collar job, mm-hmm. um, which nothing against those jobs, but you know, you're, you're always told that you can't do stuff like that. So I was thinking, how can I, what job can I have that I can still be able to give out my creativeness and my storytelling, but still enjoy it? And so for a long time, I I had no idea what that could have been. Um, And I was just like, I'm just going to try to start making films. I got really into YouTube. And so I was thinking, you know, I'm going to start making some films no one's going to support it because I live in Arkansas, but we're going to give it a try. We're going to see what we can do. Um, and that's kind of where everything really started. And that was back in 2016. And I really started trying to, I made my company. I, I really tried to start working hard on, on making some films. Yeah, that's, man, that's really fascinating. Um, I feel like I have somewhat of a similar story, especially growing up in such a small town, like, my, I, I was always kind of had the opportunity to be thrown into like technology and computers. Mm-hmm. So I, I was always around that. And we only had one film class in, um, in high school, whereas with the computer side of things, it was kind of layered in a lot more. So that was, that was an interesting opportunity because all my friends went film and then I went computer. Right. Um, but I've always had a passion for film. Um, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that, that's always been the struggle, kind of going back to like, you know, that, that hometown stuff. Like, I've always tried to make it a point if I can go back to my junior high, high school, whatever, to share my story. Like, 
exactly you can live here and build apps you can live here and make movies you can live here and potentially work for snapchat facebook whoever exactly it is possible and i think over the past two years we definitely see it now uh i'll be really fascinated to see like these younger upcoming high schoolers like what are they going to do when they graduate going these routes so that's really fascinating um so going going deeper into film um what was the big breakout moments like was there any specific film or multiple films that like kind of sparked that interest of like oh this is really cool I want to do this uh so not really um with me being homeschooled to kind of go back to that question a little bit um with me being homeschooled I could really focus on kind of what I wanted to do Mm. more or less than like in public schools not to bash public schools but Mm. you know you're really put in a line as to what jobs are in Arkansas and what you can or cannot do where when since I've been homeschooled I was really able to to really focus on what I wanted to do focus on the the career that I wanted to take and so there wasn't really necessarily like a movie or anything that really made me want to jump into film it was more or less that I wanted to to make stories I wanted to tell the stories that I have and tell other people's stories you know give a voice to those who don't have a voice Mm -hmm. um I'm not very good at writing, and so book writing has never really been my thing, so I try to think of other alternatives. I try to think about maybe YouTube, so I tried to do, I tried to do YouTube for a while, um, but with, with YouTube, I could never really, I could never get enough actors for what I wanted to do. I could never get a budget or kind of the production that I wanted to do, and so I was thinking, how can I get this production? How can I do what I'm wanting to do with the stories that I want to tell? And so I thought, you know, making movies, making films is is exactly what I'm look what I'm trying to do with YouTube, but can't do because of the the restrictions that I have. So I I really started trying to get into film. I, I made my company Lucky Pin Productions, and I set out a plan as to what films I want to make. Um, start studying into film a lot because. Uh, anything you can find is on on youtube is on the internet just in general you can find any kind of source material to learn something and so i just really dove into to the internet trying to find anything i can on how to make films interesting kind of, if we could go into the youtube story for a little bit um like what all were you doing on youtube or trying to do um and are you, is any of that still live so it is it is still live um it is very cringy at this point watching it back i i absolutely hate it um because it's because it again it wasn't the production that i wanted so looking back it was it was very cringy and my voice was so much different i i i go back to those videos and i don't i don't quite care for them um but yeah they're still live on my on my old youtube channel i haven't posted there in like two years i think as much as i like to get back into it i know it's not going to be what i want it to be um but a lot of it was a a lot of role-playing um games like like star wars and rainbow six siege is one of my favorites there i used to play a a game called ungathered which is just a small indie game it was great for role-playing at the time Mm. so i mean i would try to to dive into those games and either just have you know fun, you know fun times with friends, or I try to tell a story and role play with it. Um, and again, it just it 
with the, the limitations that I had, I couldn't really do anything with it. But I'm, I'm kind of proud of some of the videos, even if they are very cringy. So it sounds like at that point, you were already kind of doing your self-research on what it takes to make films and the financial side of things, things like right. that. Right. Trying to look into what I needed to do. And of course, I, I was trying to, I was limiting myself with the game mechanics at the mm -hmm. time when it comes to the stories I was trying to play. So I was trying to think, you know, if I need to, like, with Un Ungathered, for for example, it's a great small game, um, but it had like a bunch of servers. It was a multiplayer game. So I was trying to think, you know, if I need to get my own server, could I just shop into any kind of role-playing server? You know, anything like that. If I, you know, how many people I needed. And that kind of really paved the way into saying like, you know, do I need to, how much money do I need for this production? How much actors do I need? You know, it, it, looking back at it now, it's like I was trying to create my own production, mm -hmm. but limiting myself. Gotcha. Do you have siblings or were you always kind of working with friends? Uh, I do have siblings. Um, I'm the middle child. And so I have an older brother, younger sister. Um, but they never really, other than my brother, once we were playing games like the Jack and Dexter and, and mm -hmm. Star Wars Battlefront 2, other than that, it was pretty much all by myself, um, other than just a few online friends that I used to have. Gotcha. That's cool. Uh, so being homeschooled and stuff, um, what's that experience like from a from the parents perspective I mean are you getting what kind of support are you getting do you get support do you get pushback wanting to go into film or is there anything any of those dynamics just curious on that well at first I'd say there probably was a little bit of a little bit of hesitation from my parents mm -hmm. um I, I'd say especially on my father's end he probably was a little scared knowing that I want to go into film and I'm very much a, like a, an all or nothing kind of person I'm either going to put everything I can to it or I'm not going to really care that much at all and so once he saw that I was really trying to get into film he was probably like oh, oh no this is uh, we gotta we gotta drive him a little bit the other way mm -hmm. um but no I think now looking at it he he probably really does respect it because he watches movies, he enjoys yeah. movies, and he doesn't really know like the production behind it. Um, you know, none of my parents were ever interested in film, and so they were confused as to how something like that gets made. They they didn't really understand the process and how likely it can be to really get into this opportunity. So there was a little bit of hesitation, but I think now that I'm really like I, I just created my company. It's an official company now. Mm -hmm. uh, lucky pin productions it's 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 its own business and so i think after that they really see that you know this is something that can't be done that i'm going to get this done um so i, I think a lot more now that they're, they're, they're definitely supporting me with what i'm trying to do that's fantastic um yeah i feel like it probably is similar with me like my world for the past decade has been writing code so nothing too exciting about that it's right someone could just sit next to me and just look at the tools that I use and like try to explain like well this block of codes means this and that's kind of like the insight not as uh extensive as filmmaking right um so I do want to get into to the business side of things but I guess maybe prior to that or going into that um when did you start getting connected within the community like the film community that's here well what was some of that process like uh well with kind of the, the the northwest arkansas film community i'd say it really started whenever i joined the river valley film society that's kind of when it 
really, really start. I was I was talking to a few people before that, um, most notably Brandon Goldsmith, which if anyone is in the Northwest Arkansas area, you, you most likely know that name. Um, he's making a film right now called The Western District, and I, 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 mean, I have a role in it. Um, and after getting to that, you know, I, whenever I was on set, I was really getting to talk to a lot of people in the film, you know, people who believe in film. At first, I, I thought, you know, there's not really anyone in the film industry around this area. But whenever I was able to, to go to that, you know, to act in that, sh- in that film, I got to really talk to to my people, you know, the mm-hmm. people who are also dedicated in film. And I got to know that I wasn't alone in the industry, that there is honestly a, a pretty wide selection of people here in the northwest arkansas area and that there are other people who are dedicated to doing what i'm doing um before that i'd I'd say i was probably thinking about moving to a different location either atlanta or not definitely not california i couldn't (laughs) do california but atlanta for sure but after getting to really know the people through the western district i i really I knew that it could be done here. It could be done mm-hmm. in Fort Smith, much less Northwest Arkansas, much less Arkansas in general. Uh, especially now, you can definitely see that it, it's getting done. Um, I believe they're building like a new film lot or, or something like that here around the, the Fort Smith area. So, I mean, more than anything, film is really, really growing in this area. And it's and it's awesome to see that happening. Right now is the best time to get into film. Um, and I'm happy I had the opportunity with the Western District. So I, I got to to meet a lot of those people and really start building up those connections with other film enthusiasts. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Have you spent any time in like central Arkansas? Um, visited any of the, the film festivals here or met any of the uh, people in the community here? I unfortunately have not. I, I really plan to get into film festivals this next coming year. Mm-hmm. Um Unfortunately, with COVID and I, I still have a day job myself, <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of time to do to really dedicate everything I have to film. Yeah, uh, which is very unfortunate because you you need money for film, but unfortunately you have to live a day job before you can really start making money off films because you have to have the money. So, I've I've unfortunately not had a lot of time to focus on everything to do with film and going mm-hmm. to film festivals though i really really like to yeah um i just missed the, the river valley film festival and i was really um, sad about that because i really wanted to go to that um but no i i do plan on hopefully next year really really getting into film and really getting into the film festivals and more in the community like I, i've already gone to know a ton of different people in the community but uh, next year, I'd really like to start going yeah. to some of the festivals and really start showing my films at the festivals for sure. Definitely. That's still a goal of me. Like right now, I'm just trying to get to these film festivals just to right. uh, meet the people and see what everyone's working on and, and just try to just absorb anything that I can. But I, I, I'm the same boat, you know, with the day job and especially when you have family it's and kids, mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of uh, devote because film festivals you're looking at potentially days to a week of time right. for things um could you give more context on the river valley film society this is the first i've heard of this yeah i think it was um it was back in 2019 it was made um I'm, i have a very bad memory so I, I may be butchering about it but um i think it was made by brendan goldsmith himself and 
I remember the first meeting we had gone to, we had just shown a bunch of films. And again, that was just a really good chance to really get to know more people in the industry and really getting to see some other faces. Because whenever you go to, to festivals like that, you, you really get to meet your people. If you're, you know, as enthused about film as I am, you know, people talking about films the same way you talk about it, like you just geek out over, you know, which films are your favorite, which ones had flaws and, and, and did really good on certain aspects, you know, you really get to, to meet those people. So the first meeting that I went to, I, I got to meet a, a lot of really cool people. Um, I unfortunately have not had a lot of uh, contribution. I don't think that's a word, but I've not really been able to contribute to the film society, River Valley Film Society, as much as I, I'd like to. Uh, again, just with the day job and and not having a lot of time to do anything. Um, but Brandon Goldsmith has done a really, really good job on, on, on building up that society and really bringing more film enthusiasts to the Fort Smith, Arkansas area. Because again, right now it's it's really blowing up and it's really mm -hmm. getting a lot bigger in the film community because um, i think a lot of people were like me where they mm -hmm. didn't think that film was happening in fort smith much less arkansas so they are thinking that they had to go somewhere else but now with the film society people are being able to see that there are other enthusiasts such as myself and that there is a community around this and there is other people who are willing to help make films and willing to to be there to make those films well, that sounds like I'm going to give myself homework and do some research in that because right. uh, I'm, you know, outside of Little Rock, but the bulk of my time has been what's going on here in the Little Rock area. Right. And I do, I do pay attention to like Northwest Arkansas, but uh, haven't paid much attention to Fort Smith, but I will do so now. Uh, so let's go into your business. Um, so, you know, one, one goal I have with this show is, you know, I'm trying to reach people that are definitely aspiring to be creatives in some way, like maybe they have interest and in, especially with those who are interested in film, what was the process like to start your business? What were some things you learned? Um, Cause you said you just now are like an official business. So what kind of, what did you have to do to get to this point? What was the, the initial idea? How'd you come up with the name <laughs> that as well? That's a good question. Well, there's, it was a very long, long, hard process to get anything done um, with the company. Because again, I, I thought of the original idea when I was 15. It was back in 2006 or 2016. Uh, I was only 15. And, you know, growing up there, there was always that doubt that anything can ever be done. But again, I'm that type of person that I put all or nothing into something. So I was thinking mm -hmm. there's going to be two outcomes to my life at, at this point. Either I'm going to make my company and make films and do what I want to do with my life, or I'm definitely going to die trying and spending my entire life trying to get this company made and trying to get anything done. So it was a very long process, but I knew no matter what, I'm going to get it done. Um, so, I mean, in, in 2016, I, I officially made the Lucky Pin Productions name itself. It was just a name at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then over the years, I've I just been trying to find different things that the company can do. You know, I, I, I've thought about, you know, toy designs, app designs, books, you know, short stories, YouTube videos, and of course, film. Um, and with my company, I definitely plan on doing more than just film. Mm -hmm. uh, I have tons of different ideas and tons of different things that I have planned. Just film is right now the main thing. 
uh, and will always be probably the main thing with my company. Um, but the name itself is kind of a, it's a weird story. Um, it's not anything that's like super extravagant. I, I don't think that's a word either, but you know, super great and big, but basically around 2015, I think, I can't remember exactly when, but um, me and my family went on a cruise. And so on the cruise, I had met just a bunch of different people that I, I'd grown really fond of. And at the kind of ending days of the cruise, I knew that we were never going to see each other ever again. And the thing about me is I'm a very sentimental person. So I like to, to hold on to things, hold on to, to random things and, and names and stories and all that kind of stuff. So I figured what I do is I bought this t-shirt and I want to get their signature on it. Um, but I didn't have a pen. So I, I went around the entire ship and I asked pretty much everyone if they had a pen on them. And eventually I met a bartender who said that he had a pen and he'd give it to me as long as I was sure that I would give it back to him. And so I, I did what I, I needed to do. Uh, I got the signatures and all that kind of stuff, got their autographs. Um, and I put the pen in my pocket and I totally forgot it was in there. I, it, I totally forgot that I had a pen in my pocket and I kept it and I kept it all the way home till I eventually I pulled it down. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I was supposed to bring this to somebody, but uh, I completely forgot. Um, so I kept it. And for a long time, I just kind of, it was just a pen, a Sharpie. So I just kept it with me. But again, I'm a very sentimental kind of person. So I wouldn't just throw away something like that because I thought it was a funny story. Yeah. Um, and I would always kind of carry it with me. And I'm not very much someone that believes in luck or anything, but mm -hmm. I always kind of figured it was my lucky pen. And so when it was time to kind of create a company, I was thinking of a bunch of different names. I, I came up with tons and tons of different names. Um, but I knew I, I wanted it to be something that was really special to me. And again, since I am such a sentimental kind of person, and I remember the stories that I got to have with those people on that cruise and stealing a pen by accident, <laughs> um, I thought, you know, Lucky Pen Productions sounds pretty cool. Uh, and at first it was going to be Lucky Pen Studios, but then I was thinking, well, no, because I want to do more than just make film. So Lucky Pen Production just kind of happened and I wrote it down. And I really liked it. And ever since then, that was kind of the name that I had. Mm -hmm. Man, that's fantastic. So I'm curious now if the uh, this bartender remembers, maybe one day in the future, you'll get a message and you can send the pen back. <laughs> I don't want to send it back. I mean, I, I still have it to this day. And um, if you ever ask for it, he's a, uh, uh, sorry, sir, but you're, you're not getting your pen back. It's, it's mine now. Oh man, that's a great story. Um, so that's the name portion of it. So what, what were some of the hurdles you had in actually starting the business itself? Right. A, a lot of it was just kind of figuring out what I wanted to do with it. It was before I really decided that film is what I wanted to do. Um, I knew I wanted to put some kind of element of storytelling in it because I just loved making stories. And I, I wanted it to be something that I could give to others. You know, I didn't want it to just be my company. I wanted to be able to, again, something I say a lot is I want to give people the, the chance to have a voice who do not have a voice. You know, be able to have people tell stories that should be told but can't tell it because of restrictions like how I've always had. Um, 
because in, in, in my philosophy, I believe everyone has a story. I mean, life itself is insane and crazy and everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. Some may be a little boring, but everyone has a story. Um, you know, just some people are made to tell it or not. And I want to be able to be sure that I can tell my story and I want to be able to sure that a lot of people can tell their story. So I, I knew I wanted it to be about storytelling, but I wasn't sure how until I kind of decided film was probably the best way to go. Uh, again, some of the hurdles was probably just, you know, being in Arkansas mm-hmm. and always being told that, you know, a job like that is is for the lucky or the rich or you know the people born into that job. And I was not born into film. Um, so that was kind of the long process. And, and a lot of that time that I spent knowing that I wanted to make this company was just a lot of research. I'd only started making films really in 2019. Mm. Um which is what, two years now, almost three yeah. years. Yeah. So a lot of the time from 2016 to 2019, a lot of that was just research. You know, what can I get done with my company? What can I get done right now? But I couldn't ever get anything done. Um, I've written probably hundreds of different scripts of what projects I want to get done, but I, I would always think, well, I don't have the money for this. So it took a long time for me to eventually make my first film because I need to think of money, I need to think of actors, I, I need to, I have the same limitations that I had before with making YouTube videos, you know, how can I actually get something done, um, and again, it wasn't really till the Western District that I really was able to find actors, find a community, and, and really actually start getting stuff done, um, so a lot of the time that I made the company was really just research and trying to learn how to do what I'm trying to do and if it's mm-hmm. even possible. Wow. So let's go into your film. So you have one you're working on now that you're doing uh, a crowdfunding campaign, but uh, how many films did you work on prior to this? And within those, did you do similar crowdfunding process or was it something completely different? So no, this is actually the first one that has any kind of crowdfunding project. It's really the first one that has a budget at all. Okay. Um, Ungathered is the is the name of the film. But I, I made two other films before this one. Uh, the Bench, which was the first one, and then Rust at Gunpoint, which I made earlier this year. Um, and those films, they didn't have any kind of budget to them other than just what was in my pockets, pretty mm-hmm. much. And uh, so this is the first film, Ungathered is the first film that really has any kind of budget, any kind of crowdfunding. Um, A good majority of that's probably still going to come out of my pocket, but it's the first one that I'm trying to actually seek out film. And now that I've made two other films, a few more people are actually interested in my company and in my films. I've grown kind of a a small little community of people who actually do support my company. Um, So I've figured you know this is probably a good time to actually make a a a half decent film with good quality and to ask if anyone wanted to donate into it and i'm not someone that likes to to ask for money Mm -hmm. um probably just something that i'm a little bit too prideful about but you know now i i knew that i wanted this next film to to really be um a lot better than the other two uh, not in just in terms of story, because, you, can, you know, there's not really a budget on story, just a budget on quality, pretty much. Yeah. And so I knew I'd want this one to be higher quality more than anything. 
because it's it, ungathered is a very important story to me because it speaks a lot about abuse um especially you know physical abuse much less mental abuse you know all this kind of stuff so that's a very important story to me because i've known tons and tons and tons of people who've gone through abusive relationships and are still going through those abusive mm-hmm. relationships and just being told that that's the only way a relationship can go so mm-hmm. they're you know kind of being manipulated that way um so I knew I wanted this film to be a lot higher quality. Yeah. I, I knew I had to get a budget. I wanted to get some actually decent equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately she shouldn't be here or she hasn't, wasn't able to be here, but Crystal Woodham has been amazing this production. I knew for another thing is that I wanted to kind of step away from directing because the other two films I did direct. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted to be more on the producing side. Cause again, I want to be able to give people the chance to tell their story. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the first one of the three films that I'm just solely producing instead of directing, which is a scary idea. But Crystal has been absolutely amazing. Um, and she was able to get us Charlie. Um, he's a very great camera guy mm-hmm. and a guy named Lon, who's a great audio guy. Uh, so the, the next this next film is going to have really great camera quality and really great audio quality which is something i really really want to have because again this is just a very important story i don't want people to uh kind of skip over this film because of the quality like with the other two it was just me and my camera and a very small crew Mm -hmm. and you know looking at the quality i could see why people may want to skip over it because no one really wants to watch a bad quality film Mm -hmm. no matter how good the story is if it doesn't look great no one's going to really want to watch it so being able to have actually decent quality in this film makes me excited because i think people are actually going to want to watch it and actually enjoy it which is something super exciting because it's such an important story in my opinion yeah i I partially agree with that in these days you know with all the access to some technology we have quality is the thing but i do believe if the story is sound um you can look past the quality a bit um going into your your previous two films so it sounds like you've worked you've worked with crystal before is there anyone else like crew wise that's you kind of stuck with through all three films uh well our main actor wolf Grokey, who plays the old man um one thing about this this film here ungathered and the bench and on and rest at gunpoint is that it's all the same series it's a five-part series that i've been working on um ungathered being part three and mm-hmm. so we have the one actor that's in all three of them and I'm going to be in all five, Wolf Grokey, who plays the old man. And he's, and he's absolutely awesome. Um, for the first two films, he's been doing it completely free, which mm-hmm. is awesome. You can't really ask for anything better than completely free, right? but also great quality because he's, he's an amazing actor. Um, I think he's really grown into the character that, that is showing there on the screen um he's he's really taken the character and made his own i guess is better wording um because i I know like i'd write the script and he would see some of the lines and he'd be like well maybe he would say this differently or this differently and i'd be like yeah yeah that he would probably say something a lot more wise um which it helps that wolf is much older than me because i'm only 20 at this point and so i still have a lot of life to live a lot of different wisdom to to get to know and so he's much older of course so he he 
the the old man the character is supposed to be a very very wise person and so it helps having wolf be older because he and also is a very wise person because of that because he's experienced a lot more life so uh it's it's cool having him look into the character and be able to edit the script a little bit to fit to, to match the character and the emotion of the character mm-hmm. um there's plenty of lines in both films and i'm sure in on gather there's still the same thing's going to happen but there's plenty of lines in the other two films that he's taken and just made so much better so much better mm-hmm. being a five-part series um are you is the collection itself going after this single awareness or does each section of the film focus on something different so every single part every single film in this series is going to focus on a a different problem i I would say um part one the bench was just about loneliness um a boy meets the old man on a bench and he's just kind of been left alone you know his friends ditched him all this kind of stuff he's just generally a lonely person um part two was ungathered and that was a lot about kind of the choices that we make it was about a a thief who robs a gas station and the old man talks to him and just basically says that no one is bringing him to this point to rob a gas station and to kind of make his life decisions but himself it was the thief who brought himself there and that's made his life decisions so the part two was a lot about choice and and our destiny and how we react to our destiny and again part three is a lot about abuse um and how we need to a lot of people need to accept that abuse doesn't need to be in the relationship that love is not abuse you know um so all all five films they do all focus on different problems that i say we go through um i won't spoil the other two films but they it's the same thing pretty much the old man basically shows up and he talks to these people who are going through these crises um, that a lot of people can relate to, especially now more than ever. And he just kind of talks to them and, and tries to give them a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing about the old man is that he shows up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of, you know, a, a lot of people said that he's like a ghost or like a spirit or an angel or something because if you've ever watched the other two films, he, he just shows up out of nowhere mm-hmm. and then he disappears once he's done. Once he shows you that there is another way to look at your situation, he's gone. Um, and the point of that really is that it's kind of our own inner wisdom a, a bit, you know, because we all know what is right and wrong. Internally, we should. Um, not everyone, but most of us know what is right and wrong. And so the thing about him is that he's pretty much who you need him to be at that time. Yeah. Um, like with the, the boy who was on the bench and he, and the old man shows about nowhere. Um, he talks to him that there are people who have to fade away from your life that have to go away. Um, and it's not something that just happens. It's something that those people choose. They choose that you, they don't want you in their life. And that just gave the boy another perspective. Um, and same thing with Rest at Gunpoint and Ungathered and the rest of the films. It's just going to be the old man showing you a different perspective. And then he disappears because he isn't a human necessarily. He's more or less what you need him to be. Mm. A lot of people say that they think he's a spirit, a ghost, 
um, just a, an old man who can run very, very fast <laughs> out of shot, uh, you know, a bunch of different things. You know, he is exactly who you need him to be. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That r- reminds me of some films. Um, I'd like that. But, and these are kind of films that I like. This, to me, it sounds almost like character study. Pretty um, much. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Um, the first two films, can people go watch these now or are you kind of mm-hmm. holding on to them until the collection's done? No, uh, they're out right now. Um, the Bench and Rest at Gunpoint, you can find them on the Lucky Pen Productions YouTube page, just Lucky Pen Productions. Um, and so, I mean, we got the trailers on there and then of course we got the actual films. Uh, I'm hoping for Ungathered that we'll probably have it on Amazon because um, Amazon is super easy for independent creators like myself to to put their work on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and since this one's a little bit higher quality, I'd like it to be more than just on a, a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with the future films. I want to really make it more than just a YouTube channel. Um, but the other two films, they are on YouTube right now and anyone can watch them. Great. Are you going, are these still... Are they all like short-based films, feature-length films, kind of in between? Yeah, they're, they're right now just short films. Um, kind of remember in the top of my head, I think The Bench is only like six minutes and Rest at Gunpoint is about seven minutes. Uh, Ungathered is going to be, I think, another seven or eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all short films. And all five of the films, once they're finished, um, I plan on making a, a, an actual full-length film after it where all five of these characters who are in all five of the short films, they all come together and try to find out who the old man is. Mm. Um, and that's going to be a full length film. So all, all five of these films that are short films are all kind of leading up and building up to the conclusion of the story, which is going to be the, the main film. That's really cool. Oh man. Um, are you hoping to, um, you know, partner with organizations. It seems like, you know, especially with Ungathered, um, it's, it is a heavy subject and very sensitive one. Do you look to partner with any organizations to help bring awareness? Oh, uh, well, I mean, that, that hasn't been really discussed between me or Crystal quite yet, but I can totally see us doing that. Uh, I know either in the beginning or the end of the film, we're definitely going to keep the kind of a crisis hotline number for people in abusive relationships um, I can't, I don't really know the name of it, if that's even the name, but, you know, we're, we're, I'm hoping that depending on how much money the film makes through Amazon, that I can definitely donate a good amount to an organization uh, that centers around abuse. Um, again, that just depends on how much money the film makes. It make it $2, and that's just not really enough to donate. Um, but yeah, I can totally see myself trying to work with a different organization uh, that's something I'll have to definitely look into um, or any other producers that may want to be interested in being part of the film. And that's just another thing that you can do with the Kickstarter is if you are interested and want to support this, then you can give to the Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, I've got a few more questions. I know we're kind of getting tight on time, but a few more questions if that's okay. Okay. Um, I, I like the idea and the sound of this initial collection of films. Mm-hmm. do you have any other future projects you could share just inside? I'm just really curious now to see like other kind of projects you'd want to work on. 
I have so so many <laughs> projects. Like, like, do you have like a dream? Like, what is the dream film? Like, what is like like if dream. you have like a bucket list of films you want to work on? Like, what is the one you really want to work on? So, I mean, I don't ever expect myself to you know stop making films just because I yeah. made one big film. But one film I'm super excited about, and I can't give a lot of information on it just because it's. It's probably years sure. and years in the future. Yeah. Um, but it, I'm right now. It's going under the name Project Three, uh, because I can't release its actual name because it would be too much of a spoiler. <laughs> but it's it's going to be a horror film, which is different than what I've made so far. Which I plan on making lots of different horror films because I really love horror. But mm-hmm. it's it's a horror film based off of a a video game, an independent video game that I got the the rights to to make from the person who made the, the game um i'm trying not to release too much information because it's <laughs> it's going to be a really big project it's okay. because I, I this game specifically that i'm talking about is a game that i really really loved and i really loved the story of it mm-hmm. um and me and the creator of it be, kind of became pretty good friends over time and so i wrote the script and it's already a finished script and everything but it's going to be the budget that really kills sure. it yeah. because it's, it's going to be an expensive film. It's going to be a, a film that's going to be really, really hard to make. But out of all the films I have currently underway that's being worked on right now, it's probably the main one that I'm, I'm wanting to look for. And I'm yeah. very excited to have that out at some point in the future, depending on whenever that even comes out. Oh, that's that sounds amazing. <laughs> horror, horror is interesting for me because I've gotten like just more and more in love with horror over the past probably mm-hmm. two years and like as we've been chatting and getting to know each other now I've been starting to think of like do I want to like look into doing a horror focused production company um yeah man that's cool we'll have to talk we'll have to share stories offline um because there's a lot like I'd love, love to dive into and there's there's some stuff coming out I'm looking forward to um yeah cool a- so a couple more um so going back into kind of um, if, if you're thinking of like aspiring creatives, filmmakers that are watching this um, through what you've done so far, which is incredible. Like what are some like high level learning points you think um, would be beneficial for like aspiring filmmakers? Um, as in like just good ways to learn more. Yeah. Just learn more. Like uh, if you had any aha moments of like, if you could go back and change something um, just, just some, Oh, definitely. Good advice. Yeah. Um, take your time with film, um, which is ironic coming from me because it took me, what, like four years to make my first film. Um, but take your time because even with the bench, you know, I try to to make that as great as quality as possible. And whatever you have in your head quality wise, it's not going to be that great if it's your first or first few films. Um, I know the first film had a lot of audio problems. And so did Rest at Gunpoint had a lot of audio problems. So take your time with being sure that the film is as good as you want it to be. Because though I, I still love the stories from the bench and Rest at Gunpoint, there's still lots of problems with it. There's tons and tons of problems. If I could go back and remake them, I would. And uh, I'd definitely make them probably a lot better quality than what they are now. Um but take your time with film try to get in as much in the community as possible because you can't do everything yourself 
And if you are either a director or producer, learn the art of delegation because it is probably the most important thing you're going to be doing as a director or producer, trying to find out who can do what job. And you want to hire the right person for the right job. Um, otherwise, your film will be not great. Um, and again, just with story versus quality, I, I do agree that some stories can be good, even if they don't have great quality. But ultimately, viewers are going to want to pay attention to it if it is good quality. Most people generally will pay attention to a film if it's better quality. So try to go for good quality. If it's not, if it can't be done, don't worry about it because if, if it's your first few films, it can't be done. It won't be done. <laughs> but if you can try to get great quality, try to get to know the, the community and they will help you get great quality. I could not have Ungathered be as great as it's going to be now without Charlie or Lon or much less Crystal out of anyone. Mm -hmm. um, it would have been just like the other two films. So try to get to know the the community and they will help you make quality films and then you can work on the story um, is probably the most important thing and try to do as much research as you can there's tons and tons of different things that you can get for free um, much less paid for mm -hmm. that can give you any answer you're looking for uh, i know one thing that i used a lot for my kind of research was masterclass mm -hmm. um which is a, a service it's, it's paid for. It's pretty expensive too, but it's a really good service if you're trying to learn how to do really anything, much less film. Um, but again, there's, you can find anything online on the, on the internet. So don't feel like you have to go to school. You can find out anything if it's film. Um, mm -hmm. And that, that's pretty much all that I can really suggest is, is take your time, get to know the community and try to research do what you can to figure, to learn yeah. what you're trying to do. Um, I saw a quote once and I, and I don't remember who made it exactly, but it was basically, there's two types of people in the film industry. Those people who want to make films and feel, and, and you know, like making films mm -hmm. and the people who have to make films and only the people who have to make films. And that's what they have to do for their lives. Those are the people who succeed. And so if this is if film is something that you're dedicated in, you have to give it everything, um, especially if you're in an area like Arkansas that isn't well known in film. It's going to be much harder. So you have to have that dedication and have to need to make films. Um, so as long as you're one of those types of people, then you should be good. You should be fine. You'll get there eventually. Love it. Love it. Um... Maybe offline, we'll follow up on the master class. If you remember any of the courses you took, we can link those below. Um, man, I'd love to get master class as a sponsor. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be incredible. They are um, awesome. Yeah, my world, it'd be like, uh, we've used Treehouse a lot to learn like coding and tech and they're pretty fantastic. And they've always been very supportive on like education and getting new developers. So yeah, I need to find uh, someone to talk to at master class. <laughs> yeah. Cool, yeah. man. Well, thank, thank you so much. Um, I learned a lot. Um, I love hearing these stories and I'm excited about uh, checking out your films and Ungathered. So uh, just to wrap up, let people know where they can find you. And of course, I'll link anything you want linked. We'll link it below. Yeah, well, uh, again, the best way to, to support Ungathered is, of course, the Kickstarter. Um, 
and I can try to share the Kickstarter as much as, as you would like. But uh, the best way to kind of keep in touch with the film and with Lucky Pin Productions in, a, in general is we have a Facebook page, just Lucky Pin Productions. Uh, that's where you can find the newest updates, um, newest kind of behind the scenes stuff, and where you can even find the Patreon, which is the best way to find exclusive content, like behind the scenes. And I even release some of the scripts that I write on there. Um, so that's, that's another great way to support, but just to kind of keep in touch. The Facebook page is the best place to go for anything like that. Cool. Well, like I said, we'll link everything below and, uh, just go, uh, let's go support ungathered. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Very welcome. Thanks so much for coming on. All right. Thank you so much for watching and or listening to this episode of take 25. Uh, I think there's a lot of very valuable nuggets you can find within this episode. Um, you definitely see within the film community that there are some core, uh, some core things, some core pieces of advice everyone should uh, stick to, especially if you're aspiring to be a filmmaker. So any of the links will be in the description. So I'll link to the Kickstarter campaign, to the production Facebook page, and some other stuff as well. Um, if you, I know we mentioned Masterclass in this. Um, if anyone happens to be employed at Masterclass and wants to sponsor this episode, that would be incredible. I haven't dived into sponsors or anything like that yet, but uh, it's something uh, you know that's definitely on the radar. So uh, Masterclass would love to be able to bring you on as a sponsor and uh, get more aspiring filmmakers to your platform so they can learn. Uh, so once again, thank you so much. Um, please be sure to subscribe, hit the notification bell. If you're on a podcast service, follow. Um, most importantly, go check out Jonah's Kickstarter campaign. You can read on more information there. Uh, be sure to back the project if you're able to or share this within your network. Uh, share it to other aspiring filmmakers um, or anyone that may be interested in backing this project. I know he's uh, pushing for higher quality in this third film in the series, so we want to get him all the support we can. Uh, once again, any relative, relative links will be below. Um, thanks so much again. This was really fun. Um, I've got another episode coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, maybe not, maybe uh, it's one or two weeks that it's going to be another film, uh, focused podcast. Um, but it's for, uh, upcoming events, which is uh, going to be pretty cool. So if you're based here in central Arkansas, some things to look forward to. So be on the lookout for that episode. I do have a few other creatives I've been reached out, reaching out to. So I'm trying to get uh, a few more scheduled because I know this year's wrapping up. Uh, my goal for this season is to get to 25 episodes. So I am pushing towards that. So once again, be on the lookout for new episodes, uh, every Tuesday, if I'm able to do that, um, once I get my socials up, I'll be able to promote those more effectively so you know when the new episodes are going to drop. And thanks again. I hope you're able to connect with Lucky Pin Productions. Go see what Jonah is working on. It is possible we may do a follow-up episode. We did try to get uh, his director, Crystal, on. Uh, unfortunately, with timing, we weren't able to. But like I said, we may be able to do a follow-up episode where we can get a little bit more insight into the films that they've worked on together and get you a little bit more inside knowledge into what it's like to make films from a director's viewpoint and from the production viewpoint. And as always, any guests, we're welcome to bring on multiple guests. Um, I'm always uh, on the lookout for more talent here in Arkansas to be able to help share their stories. So a little bit longer outro than normal, but if you stuck around, please hit me up on Twitter and let me know that you made it to the end. Once again, thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next one. I'm sweating.
Yeah. In 2010, thought I was doing something. And now I'm rapping.